and good morning, and welcome to your edition of Bartow Sports Zone here on Friday. I'm Alan Sanders, live with you in the studios, and we are going to get into the zone. I want to remind you that this hour brought to you by Styles Auto Care, Elite Stone Supply, Latitude Blue, St. Angelo's Pizza at Lake Point Station, Shot and Kirk Honda, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones financial advisor, and all uh, all weather heating and air. We'll have Mike Garcia joining in a bit. We'll have Jackson Hyde. We're going to have the Sport Bartow Sports Zone crew ju- dive into some topics in the next hour. But you know, and if you're a longtime listener, it's about the guests. And always in the second hour, or second hour of Bartow's Morning News, the first segments, we bring our coaches in to chat about high school football, how it's going, and where we're going in the season. And it is my pleasure to welcome to the Bartow Sports Zone stage. Coach Tony Plott of the Woodland Wildcats. Coach, good morning and welcome. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. Not here in the coach. There we go. Let's try that again. Coach, let's try that one more time. I think I had the wrong button turned on. <laughs> I said good morning. Thanks there we go. Me. See, uh, you're, you're in the hands of an actual amateur right now, so this is going to make you look stunning because I, you can't look worse than me right now. <laughs> Oh, you'll do great. All right, Coach, let's chat about it. We're uh, you know, a little bit more than halfway through the season, started region play, and uh, there's no surprise. You guys are in for a gauntlet of a couple of teams as we move through the season. So let's get a mid sort of into the region and a mid-season breakdown. How are you feeling about the development of your program, especially installing the new sort of offensive scheme? Well, I think it's going, you know, about as planned. Um, obviously, I think we we are a little bit better than our, what our record states or shows. Um, and it was just a lot of things that we've done ourselves and growing pains, I guess. So it's it's going. Uh, obviously, we got uh, a big game tonight and then several coming up after that. And, um, you know, our region is tough, one of the toughest regions in the state. And, um, you know, we got our work cut out for us. Coach, you know, one of the things that I have heard commented on, and we've covered several games, and of course, with between Bartow Sports Zone, WBHF, and then the, the staff between all of our organizations, we, we make sure we've always got coverage. The one thing that seems consistent all the time is the players at Woodland never quit. They are in every game to the last second of play, and I think that's a testament to the character of the students as well as to the coaches. Oh, absolutely. It's, it falls on our, our kids. Um they have big hearts. They they fight to the end. They're tough kids. Um, you know, we we take pride in that, and uh, I think they do too. And um, you know, it, it's something that it really just falls on them. They they refuse to give up, and um, it shows each Friday night. You took on Blessed Trinity on a Thursday. How did that feel having to move your schedule up and lose one day because of a quote referee shortage? Well, I mean, it was. It was different. Uh, you know, Thursday night football is, um, you know, it shortens the week, obviously. Your prep time is there. But on the flip side, also, it gave us yesterday to, to heal, to get healthy um, for this week. Um, so I guess there's good and bad that comes with it. So taking a look at that score was Blessed Trinity, which is one of the uh, the big teams in, in the division. Uh, uh, 40 to three was the final score, but again, you guys were in the game uh, and, and fighting hard. Uh, talk about some of your players that really uh, stood out to you against a team like a Blessed Trinity. Well, I think um, obviously I'm starting on the defense side of the ball that Harlan Morris had a great game, um, and his brother Javi. I think he had another 13 tackle night. Um, so, you know, the twins there, they played well. Our defensive line with Jeremiah Rose and Jack Webb, they played great. And on the offensive side of the ball, you're seeing the emergence of uh, some of our wide receivers. You're seeing uh, my son, Jonah, with the big catch and run. And then uh, Zach Wiggins on the other side had a couple of great catches also. Um, so there's developments there. Uh, the kids keep playing hard. And, um, you know, we keep plugging along. Joining us, of course, on the line is Jackson Hyde, who has been part of the Bartow Sports Zone team. And Jackson, I know you pay a lot of attention to the players, the stats, and the scheduling for teams like the Woodland Wildcats. Absolutely. Good morning, Coach. Um, Good morning. Health-wise, uh, I know you're starting a, a lot of younger kids this year. A lot of uh, on the offense and defensive side of the ball. A lot of younger kids are getting in the mix. Health-wise, how are you going into the meat of the region schedule? I think we got one kid that's. Um, you know, one starter that's not playing this week, and um, that's not even like injury related. It's a um, health issue that he had um, that we're dealing with with him. But other than that, we're healthy. We're ready to go. 
Um, one of the one of the running backs that I was uh, interested in hearing you talk about a little bit is Isaiah Livesey. How do you feel he's progressed through his freshman year? Well, I think everything with him has been uh, his mental, um, I guess, take on things, um, believing in himself, um, having that confidence. And he's slowly got that confidence. We knew physically he had the ability. It was just, you know, making sure that he was comfortable being on the field. And he's responded. He's grown up right before our eyes. And he runs the ball very hard. Um, good kid. Great kid. All right. We're coming up on a break. We are in the midst of the zone, your Bartow Sports Zone here on Bartow's Morning News on AM 1450, FM 100.3, WBHF. Hey, it's also online. If you want to stream it, you can ask your smart speaker to play or you can use the TuneIn Radio app or go to WBHFradio.org. We've got more with Coach Tony Plott of the Woodland Wildcats when we come back. Hey folks, this is Sean with San Angelo's Pizza next to Lake Point Sports in Emerson. So who's ready for some football? High school, college, and pro. You name it, we can't wait. So to celebrate, we're cooking up some great pizza deals all season long. Look us up on Facebook for all of our food and drink specials. And don't forget us when it's time to book that office holiday party or get together. For more information, find us at stangelos.com on the web or call us at 678-719-0495. St. Angelo's Pizza, Old Alatoona Road next to Lake Point Station and Lake Point Sports. Let's go. Elite Stone Supply can meet all your needs for outdoor supplies and power equipment, but did you know we repair and service small engines? From string trimmers to lawnmowers, Elite has the experience, tools, and service to keep your equipment running. Elite Stone Supply with Husqvarna mowers, High Sun ATVs, Premier Buildings, and Superior Trailers. We have it all at Nine Baker Road and Joe Frank Harris Parkway just north of Cartersville across from Racetrack. Online at EliteStoneSupply.net. First Class Collision Center not only provides free estimates, works with all insurance companies, and maintains a Google five-star customer rating, but now First Class has a truck collision body shop for all this area's big rigs. First Class does all types of mechanical work for vehicles, too. Located just south of Grassdale on Joe Frank Harris Parkway, First Class Collision specializes in fiberglass and aluminum with quality workmanship on all makes and models. Call 770-755-2200 for your estimate today or visit First Class Collision on Facebook. This is Cartersville's own personal injury attorney, Zach Pritchard. Football season is an exciting time, but if a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck has tackled you behind the line, call us today and hand off that stress to us. We make sure your injuries are treated so that you can get back in the game and continue crossing those goal lines. Don't let insurance companies rush you with their tricks and tactics. With Pritchard Injury Firm's protection, you'll never come out of the pocket. So call me today, 470-420-4200, or Google us at Pritchard Injury Firm. And welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Charles Wilson is out this morning, but he'll be back later this afternoon to handle high school football action. I'm Alan Sanders in here. We've got Mike Garcia in studios. We've got Jackson Hyde, and we are speaking with Coach Tony Plott. In this segment, Coach, let's go ahead and talk about another game here within the county. Uh, you're going to be taking on on the road, not a very far trip, but you are heading to Cass. So let's talk about getting ready for the intra-county uh, matchup between you and the Colonels. Well, they are a very talented football team. Um, you know, you look at them on film or see them up live. They are, you know, they're bigger than us. They probably have more speed than us. Um, so it's going to be a, a tall order for our kids. I think you know our kids. You touched on it before, the fight in them, the uh, never giving up. That's going to be a huge thing tonight. Traveling uh, to Cass, it's within the county, so sometimes these kids have played with each other in rec ball and other other activities. They may know each other from other civic engagements and things like that. Does that play anything into your coaching, or how does that work in terms of being within the county versus when you're traveling or having a, a host team from outside of Bartow? Well, I think them growing up together is obviously a big deal. Uh, they do know each other. They've played ball with each other all their lives. Um, so you do have that. And they, they probably get on their social media and they probably talk a little bit of trash to each other. Um, no, but, not on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the great social media. Um, so, you know, it does mean a little bit more um, just because of the familiarity, familial, being familiar with each other. And, um, 
just growing up with each other. They are, they're all friends or they know each other. So it does mean more. All right. Before I kick it back over to Jackson uh, Hyde, who I know always has some questions about this, this tonight's matchup. Since you touched on social media, I mentioned it as a joke, but it is a real thing. How do you as a coach have to work into your player's mindset with all the other distractions, this this permeated social media that can be yet another distraction? Well, we always try to tell our kids to stay off of it. Um, you know, there's always something that comes up on it that's not good. Uh, good for them or their their our program or the school. So we just say stay off of it, period. They don't listen. Most of them, you know, they'll, they'll do things. But I think that they're smart. They keep hearing the message to, to stay off of it. Um, so hopefully they are smart enough to make good decisions and um, keep everything appropriate. All right, let's head over to Jackson Hyde because I know uh, as we talk about tonight's matchup, we've got about five minutes till the bottom of the hour, which means only five minutes left with the coach. Uh, you know, the Cavs Colonels are 3-3 three and three on the season, Jackson, and uh, they are wanting to make a statement as well, and we're in the midst of region play. So uh, what are your thoughts as we are talking to the coach about tonight's matchup? Yeah, it, it's a good question. Um, it's no secret the top three teams in our region are uh, two of the top three teams in the class. Um, coach, in, in my opinion, this is a playoff game for both teams. Uh, would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I think there's no secret that, um, you know, it takes two wins to get in. And I think everybody looks at us, Hiram and uh, Cass, obviously, and who's going to win those two games. And, um, you know, it is a playoff game. The uh, Have you preached that mindset to your, to your team this week as far as reiterating how important this one and, and obviously the Hiram game is going to be for, for both schools, both Cass and Woodland? Well, absolutely. Um, we do. But, you know, we, we try to take it one game at a time and let them know that, you know, right now it is Cass. Um, it is um, a county rival. So, you know, this week this is the most important game of the, of the season. And uh, we just kind of keep preaching that lesson and or that um, mind or train of thought and um, just hope that kids respond to it. The uh, I guess be my last question, the – GHSA has put out their um, intentions to go to a 3.0 multiplier. It doesn't look like that's going to affect you and as far as your region or your classification in the state. Do you feel the 3.0 is a is a good thing? I do. I feel like finally that the GHSA is doing something to help help the uh, county, the public schools there. And um, you know, it, I think most of the people across the state would be very happy with that. All right. Uh, let's uh, as we're continuing along, we're talking with uh, Coach Tony Plot of the Woodland Wildcats. Coach, I, I mentioned at the very beginning, uh, you know, the growing pains of instituting a brand new scheme. So I want to ask you, as a coach, halfway through the season and uh, one game into the region schedule, what have been some of the biggest challenges trying to institute a new mindset from what had been the traditional uh, Wildcat approach? I think, you know, the kids have responded very well to it. I mean, we are trying to, you know, do what's right for our kids, put the kids in position to have success. And with just the type of kids that we have right now, you know, it makes sense for us to transition into a different style of offense. We don't have the same type of kids that we've had in the past. So it was almost like trying to um, push a, a round peg into a square hole, and that just doesn't make sense to do. You know, uh, we hear from uh, other coaches about how important it is to uh, institute a kind of a mindset from the middle school coaching on up so that way as younger players come into the system, they've got some sense of consistency from middle school to high schools. What are your thoughts on that? And, and if and if you follow that same sort of model, what have you and your coaches been doing at that middle school level to kind of get that talent groomed for, the, for their high school careers? Well, we were kind of in a... Um a different situation than most of them. We, we really, for the most part, get our kids from two different middle schools. You know, obviously Woodland Middle comes here, uh, but we also get the majority of kids from Red Top also. Um, and with them, with Coach Moore there, they, we, um, he, he does his thing and he's done a great job down there. And, um, you know, we're real supportive of them. We visit down there to both middle schools, Woodland Middle and Red Top as much as possible and, and try to create those relationships with those kids. Um, you know, that's what's important is the relationship part of it. And, um, you know, it's one of the things that we try to emphasize and work on the most. 
All right, we've got about 90 seconds, Coach. It's a it's an important game because it is a region game, as Jackson Hyde said. It is it's playoff implications. Uh, you know, you've got your big three dogs in this region, but then uh, you've got a couple of teams that are all trying to make sure they make it into the playoffs. Um, any uh, any surprises in store for tonight, as far as you taking on the, the Cast Colonels? Well, I just think that we're going to go out and do what we do. I, I sure you know they're probably going to do the same thing. Um, they're very talented. They got some great football players over there. Um, it's going to be a war. It's going to be a battle. So really, it's just going to come down to who can be the most physical um, and who makes the least amount of mistakes. And uh, as far as uh, looking at the, the 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 road, I know you're not supposed to look down the road, but you know next week you're uh, going to be taking on uh, Calhoun. You get to travel to that. Then you've got Cartersville at home. So it doesn't get any easier after tonight's game. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, like I said before, our region is one of the toughest regions in the state. Um, and I think all six teams are very good football teams. You just, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate that we're all in the same region together. Coach Plot, always great to have you joining us here on Bartow Sports Zone. Thank you so much, and best of luck to you tonight as you take to the field. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. You've known Styles Auto Care as your collision repair specialist in Cartersville and Bartow County since 1965. But did you know they're also a Napa Auto Care Center? Whether you need AC service, brake work, transmission service, or just routine maintenance like an oil change, alignment, or tire rotation, filters, wipers, and more, Styles is the place for your vehicle. Styles Auto Care, your local Napa Auto Care Center, 1261 West Avenue, where they can do everything for your vehicle except sell it. Wilson Pools has been your swimming pool expert for 55 years. Same name, three generations of the same family. This is Lee. Come by and see us at 109 South Dixie Avenue in Cartersville, the blue beach house with the bright yellow door. Or call us at 770-386-3324 for all your swimming pool needs. Free water testing, weekly service, construction repair. We make swimming easy. To WilsonPools.com, Wilson Pools on Facebook. Don't let heating or cooling needs create unwanted stress in your home or business. Allow the licensed pros at All Weather Heating and Air to get your system updated or repaired. With refreshingly affordable prices, let All Weather provide an honest consultative quote for your system today. Call 770-315-5909, visit Allweather at 333 North Tennessee Street in Cartersville, or learn more at allweatherheatingandair.com. To win in sports, you need to adjust your strategy as the game changes. The same is true of investments. Derek Strange, your Cartersville Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you create a game plan for your financial goal. He'll help you look at the big picture and help you plan for your future. Call Derek at 770-386-4545 or visit edwardjones.com to get started today. Edward Jones, member SIPC. If you're like most people, your home or business structure is your biggest investment and your roof is its first line of defense. When storms or just the natural wear and tear of time create issues for your roof, gutters, deck, or other outside structure, call on the licensed and insured pros at All Star Roofing. With free same-day inspections and estimates, contact All Star Roofing at 678-245-9658, visit us at 30 East Main Street in Cartersville, or find us online at allstarroofs.com. And welcome back, everyone, to Barco Sports Zone. Charles Wilson has a uh, conflict this morning. He'll be back this evening for the game that is going to be the Bartow Sports Zone Johnny's New York Style Pizza Game of the Week between Cass and Woodland. We already talked to the Woodland half of that dynamic, so let's go ahead and welcome to Bartow Sports Zone. Coach Steve Gates. Coach, good morning. Good morning, Al. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Good to have you on. First time you and I get a chance to chat head-to-head with Charles out. He made the awful, awful mistake of putting me in charge. So <laughs> you're oh, welcome. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, it's it's no s- surprise that there are three juggernauts in this region. You've got Blessed Trinity, Calhoun, and Cartersville. You have taken care of playing one of those big three. Last week, uh, let's talk a little bit about it was a, a pretty tight game, in all honesty, until late in the second half. Tell us a little bit about how the game plan went and then how Cartersville, uh, I mean, how do you just deal with a Cartersville team that has so many weapons? Uh, 
Weapons is one thing, but depth is another, and that's what caught up to us. Uh, like you mentioned, we, we kind of hung with them there for a little bit. Um, you know, player for player, uh, we're okay with them, but depth-wise, and I said this before we played them, is, you know, they had 15 or 16 dudes. Uh, and, and in the fourth quarter, it kind of wore on us, and, and that's how the game finished up is them kind of taking advantage of our lack of depth. You know, our players are, you know, they played their tails off. Um, but when you're, uh, you know, when you're rotating three defensive lines and, you know, receivers nonstop, it's 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 tough to handle a team like that. And, and uh, they, they did a great job, and Coach Foster did a great job, and uh, our game plan worked uh, for about, you know, two and a half, three quarters, and then uh, they kind of took away from us. One of the things I noted, because we were obviously monitoring the show here, and then I, I get to host the uh, halftime and then the postgame show, up until the last few seconds, or last maybe minute in the second quarter, just before half, it was 15-17. You were within one score, and then Cartersville just got a break and got into the end zone. What did you say halftime to your team? Because you were doing a really good job uh, hanging with uh, a team like Cartersville. Yeah, we tried to slow the game down a little bit. Um, I, t- I took a little page book out of um, Walton about seven or eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, when they had Tyron Jones and a couple pretty good players. Um, you know, we we uh, this was when I was at North Cobb, and we were scoring forty points a game, and they they slowed the game down on us and made our offense stand on the sideline for one nine and a half ten minute drive. And I got to thinking last week is is the only way to slow Cartersville's offense down was to keep them on the sideline. So that that that's kind of what we did right there. And uh, we noticed that as well. We the 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 guys calling the game were commenting about how Cass is trying to manage the game via the clock, which is a, a smart thing to do when you've got a team that has as much uh, not only weapons as you mentioned, but the depth that they can continuously rotate people in. If you can keep them off the field, well, it's no surprise they can't score if they don't have the offense on the field. That's correct. And, and again, it worked for a while, but then, you know, again, they, they were very physical, and we were physical. That was our most physical game of the year, and uh, it showed, and, and we're banged up. We should be banged up, and I'm proud of our kids for being banged up because we've come out of games in the past year and a half since I've been here that we weren't banged up. When you come out of a physical football game, you should be banged up. So, um, again, I'm, I'm proud of our kids. All right, let's uh, bring Jackson Hyde in as well, part of the Bartow Sports Zone team. And I know Jackson uh, has a lot of the players and stats and a lot more of the depth of knowledge of what's going on. Jackson, why don't I give you a couple of minutes here before we take a break. Coach, <clears throat> last Friday is over with. Let's let's talk about this Friday. We got Woodland, um, no secret. No elephant in this room. It's a playoff game. What do you think about Woodland, and, and what do we got to do not to come out on the on the top? Uh, I, I'm telling the kids that it's not a playoff game. It's a play-in game. Uh, these are these are play-in games. We have to win these games to get in the playoffs, and and that's how we're treating them. It's 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 not a do or die, but we are we are going with all hands loaded uh, this this Friday and, and we'll see what happens. We're, uh, we're prepared. Sorry about that guys. I'm here at school. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Goodness gracious. That's old coach Fairbanks. He's excited about FCA this morning, guys. And we'd love for you to come by. Sorry about that. All right, tell you what, well, let's do this. Even though we're a little early, I'll go ahead and take our break right now. That way we can get this behind us. We can go ahead and get our couple of words in from our sponsors, and then we'll have more with Coach Steve Gates of the Cass Colonels live from the uh, live from the hot Cass High School where announcements are in full effect. So let's take our break. We'll be back, and as uh, we'll, we'll continue to ju- jump on what Jackson was asking about tonight's game with Woodland. And, uh, you know, I mentioned that uh, one of the three juggernauts is behind them. They got two games in a row that are uh, definitely winnable and then two more that they have to deal with. We'll talk about that and more when we come back on Bartow Sports Zone. 
If you've been turned down for a car loan, if divorce, bankruptcy, or foreclosure is holding you back, the credit restoration specialist at Schottenkirk Honda of Cartersville can help you. The Schottenkirk CRS team makes financing fast and easy so you can get the car you want at a payment you can afford. Schottenkirk Honda can help you buy with no money down. Come see our credit restoration specialist today and get back on the road. Give us a shot at Schottenkirk Honda of Cartersville, 539 East Main Street, and online at hondaofcartersville.com. All right, 50 minutes past the hour. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders with you along with Jackson Hyde, Mike Garcia. Our guest is Coach Gates. And uh, I know Coach uh, Jax was basically talking about tonight's matchup and then uh, announcements took over. So let's see if we can pick up where we left off talking about uh, preparation here for tonight's matchup with Woodland. Yeah, it, it just just reiterating that this is, this is uh, a big game. Um, any region game is big, and this one's even bigger because uh, it's the next one we're playing, and, and we're going we're gonna to go at it. You know, we're going to uh, – um, um, but again, we're banged up. We uh, we uh, we're out a few players tonight, and uh, but so is everybody else with COVID and everything else going on. It's it's weeks at what week seven of the season. You should be banged up a little bit. So we're we're going next man up, and uh, we'll see what happens. I did like your comment, and, I, and I'll get Jackson to pull in here on this as well about you know being happy that the kids played so hard that they are banged up, because I think as a coach, win or lose, that's what you want to see: effort, and you want to see that kind of effort exhibited by your team exactly and you know i'm i'm one of those coaches or guys or guys in life that if somebody beats you you play well and they beat you and you you did what you were supposed to do that's that's life you got to figure out how to how to handle that adversity and and how do you respond to that where i get upset is when you lose to a team that is not as talented as you are because of various reasons of, of lack of effort or execution or, uh, you know, our fault is a game plan, but, and, you know, and that happened last year one time. Um, so uh, as long as we play hard and do what we're supposed to do and somebody gets the best of us, then, then we'll move on. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll go play the next play. So. Jackson, I'm going to pull you back in on this one because I know we got interrupted with the uh, the announcements. So uh, you, I know you had a couple of things you wanted to make sure we get in before the uh, we wrap up the uh, this hour. Coach, uh, just finished up on Woodland, and I'll go ahead and hit you with my second question. But uh, new offense, don't you tell us a little bit about what you think about what they're doing offensively compared to what they've done in the past? And uh, if you've got time, the state looks like they've agreed to go with the 3.0 multiplier for uh, enrollment fence and uh, what we got to do to to come out on top and what you think about that 3.0 multiplier yeah you know coach plot is is switched offenses and and uh gone to the the tony franklin spread type of offense that you know a lot of high schools have gone to over the last 10 years and um you know he's got some athletes over there that can run it uh, he's got some long, uh, elusive quarterbacks. Uh, one of them's hurt right now. One of them's, you know, okay. So, um, you know, we'll see. It's more our style. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't like the wing T and triple option stuff, uh, mainly because if they if somebody runs it right like Sequoia does, it's hard to defend. Um, not that the spread is not, but it's more familiar. I'm more familiar with it and can help our defense out on, on adjustments and, and game plans and stuff. So, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, um, they've got, they've got some players over there and, you know, coach plot is one of those that he'll, uh, he'll be, you know, sandbagging a little bit, but I've, I've played coach plot for several years. Even when I was at Kell, we played coach plot in, in Woodland and, and they'll come out fighting. I guarantee you. Um, to your second question, uh, Mr. Hyde, uh, the 3.0 multiplier, finally. That's all I can say is finally. Uh, not to get into details, but me personally, um, I, you know, I'm kind of tired of playing the, the Bufords, the Romes, the Carrolltons, the Cartersvilles, the Blessed Trinities. You know, if you look back at the schools I've been at and, and, the, and the losses that we've taken, they're all to those teams. Well, what are those teams? Those are city schools and private schools. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that, that the, the state GHSA has finally said enough of move-ins. And, uh, and, I, and I'm not calling it recruiting. Uh, it's, it's move-ins. And, 
Um, you know, when you've got, you know, two, three, four, five hundred kids that live outside of your district, uh, not that you should have to pay for it, but you should, there should be some consequences for that. You know, it's an unfair advantage because us public and county schools can't do that. So let's either get them all in the same classification or get the playing field level. That's all I've ever asked is get the playing field level and let's let coaching come into effect and see what happens, not just who has more players. Well, the AJC has projected that uh, CAS could possibly be in 4A. Do you think that'll hold, or do you think when the appeals and adjustments are all done, we'll stay where we're at in 5A? Well, I think we'll stay where we're at in 5A. We'll see, though. You know, we're right on the borderline of 4A and 5A. Uh, depends on some swings and see what happens. You know, there'll be some – I don't want – golly, Jackson. I don't, I don't want to call them whiners, but there'll be some whiners out there that will uh, – it's hard to manipulate FTE numbers, um, which is what this is based off of, but there'll be some schools out there that will unfortunately try to manipulate some numbers and make it sound like they don't have these kids, and they do, and that's just the nature of the beast. I know that for a fact. So um, hopefully uh, they're they're not willing to roll the dice on, on their – basically their job by manipulating federal FTE numbers, but some do. And uh, we'll see what happens. One last question for you, kind of a little bit off subject, but you're 18 months now at roughly at Cass High School. Um, I don't know what your expectations were coming in, but how do you feel about where you're at and how the program's going? Uh, I, I knew a lot of people got really, really excited last year because we won six games. And, and of course, I was extremely excited for the kids and the program and the community. But I, my expectations, Jackson, are far beyond six wins. Uh, uh, I want the playoffs. I want the second round of the playoffs. And then I want the third round of the playoffs. I, I, I'm not going to be content or just settle. And, you know, I told people last year, you know, we went six and four last year. But if we went four and six this year but made the playoffs, I would still be okay because that's our next goal is the playoffs. Um, and, and uh, that you know, that's just what we're going to roll with. But, yes, I'm, I'm super, super excited about our progress. And uh, there's big things. This last week or two has been a big, big uh couple weeks for cast football and that'll soon be known excellent coach we are out of time but as always we thank you for taking time to be with us here on bartow sports zone good luck tonight as you are hosting the woodland wildcats on bartow sports zone thanks guys all right we're gonna take a break we got top of the hour news coming your way and then more of bartow sports zone Welcome back, everyone, to Bartow Sports Zone, our number two of the show. If you missed hour one, well, we had Coach Tony Plott from the Woodland Wildcats, and we had Coach Steve Gates of the Cast Colonels, two of the teams that are going to go head-to-head. And it was a great conversation. If you missed it, you'll check it out a little bit later. Charles will get it out on the Bartow Sports Zone podcast, and you can catch up on anything you may have missed during car rider drop-off or whatever you're doing this morning. This hour brought to you in part by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Wilson Pools, All-Star Roofing, Zach Pritchard Injury Law Firm, Three-Way Campers, and First Class, First Class Collision Center. I'm Alan Sanders in the studios, and we are going to be joined by the rest of the Bartow Sports Zone crew as we go through a host of topics that includes Mike Garcia, Jackson Hyde, Brad Stevens, and Nick Sullivan with the Daily Tribune News. All right, since I'm here filling in for the vacationing, uh, Charles Wilson, he was supposed to be actually in a golf tournament. It got rained out, but he had some morning plans anyway. Brad, I'm going to go to you first. Brad Stevens, uh, we just got done talking to the two coaches that will be going head-to-head in one of tonight's matchups. It is the game you guys are going to be covering. Talk about uh, preparing for uh, Woodland at Cass. Well, uh, Alan, it's the biggest game of the year for both teams, if you ask me uh, right now, because, I mean, there's a playoff seed at, at stake here. Uh, you know, everybody assumes Carswell, Calhoun, and Blessed Trinity will get the top three, and, they, you know, you're probably not going to be wrong. So that fourth seed is up for grabs between Cass, Woodland, and Hiram. So whoever comes out of this game, they're circling that Hiram game as they're, you know, we've got to win it all right here uh, so they can get that fourth spot. Um, you know, I know tonight is going to be a big deal to cast because it's been 15 years since they made the playoffs and they want to get this uh, ball rolling. And for Woodland, it's been even longer. So there's a lot to play for. Woodland 
has struggled a little bit in the last few weeks, but uh, uh, you know this is a cross county rivalry. Uh, we have these kids all know each other once again, uh, so you can throw out all the records and all everything that's happened before uh, with everything on the line. Everybody's going to give their all. Uh, Cass, you know, obviously, Blessed Trinity gave it to Woodland. Carswell uh, took care of Cass last week, so both teams are kind of smarting and looking for a, a better week this week. So I look for a really great, hard hitting game. It probably be closer than people think uh, over at the Doug tonight. All right, going to go over to Nicholas Sullivan on uh, to continue this conversation uh, as we are looking at the head-to-head matchup between Woodland and Cass. Uh, I want you to dovetail on Brad's comment. We've heard it from both coaches. They they think of it as a playoff game. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean that was that was kind of the uh, uh, the article that I wrote at previewing it called it a must-win for for both teams. Um, you know, you could look at it as a play-in game, you know, possibly an eliminator. Um, last year, there was a three-way tie with, you know, with uh, Hiram, Cass, and Woodland all finishing one and four in that region. But I don't think you can bank on bank on that happening again and, and trying to get in via a tiebreaker. Um, but I, I kind of agree with what Brad said, that I think this game will be closer than, than a lot of the projections uh, would say. Uh, Woodland had an extra day to prepare for this game. Um, having played last Thursday against Blessed Trinity. And uh, based on what Steve Gates uh, said earlier in the week, uh, I'm not sure what he said earlier on the on the show, but earlier in the week he was talking about uh, having some guys banged up and maybe some, uh, some key pieces were at least uh, at the time questionable. So um, I think, uh, I think Woodland will uh, be able to hang around. I, I think being at home, uh, Cass should be able to, uh, you know, hold them off there uh, at the end. But I, I definitely think this one will be be a one-score game, uh, you know, throughout. It does seem like it's going to be a fun and exciting game for both programs. And if you don't have a dog in the fight, probably one of those games you're definitely going to want to pay attention to for the excitement factor. We've, we've spent so much time talking about two of our four teams. I'm going to go over to Mike Garcia now because Adairsville got their first loss of the season last week against Ringgold. Of course, Ringgold is a very, very good team. I know Brad Stevens got a chance to watch them and saw just how good they are. Uh, your thoughts, Mike, as Adairsville moves into uh, this, this uh, bounce-back week, hopefully for them as they will be taking Kahala Creek. Well, n- not that they were lethargic, but this was def- definitely a-, a smelling salts moment for the Tigers last Friday because now w- w- this normally would have been a, eh, it's Kahala Creek. And it's true. I mean, that I- I've seen a-, a number of Adairsville Kahala Creek games throughout the years and and came to the conclusion that those Colts needed to be euthanized because of how bad they were. <laughs> but this year, Cahola Creek is, is better. I'm not saying that they're going to win by any chance, but uh, Dersville will have to, to show up and actually uh, play hard for this one. Don't want it to become a trap game because they think it's going to be an easy right. win. Exactly. All right, we've got one more game to talk about quickly, and then we'll get to our hot and cold segment as well. You are listening to Bartow Sports Zone here on your hometown radio, WBHF. That's AM 1450, FM 100.3, online using the TuneIn Radio app, going to tunein.com, or our, our website, wbhfradio.org. And heck, you got a smart speaker, you got an Alexa, Google Home, you can always just say, hey, Alexa, play WBHF Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Alan Sanders here leading the, uh, the the crew, which consists of Mike Garcia, Brad Stevens, Jackson Hyde, and Nick Sullivan. We're uh, going to get into our hot and cold segment in just a second, but one of the teams we did not yet talk about that is going to be on the road tonight, the fourth of our local high school teams, is the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes. After a 43-7 win over Cass last week, now heads on the road to Hiram, and uh, let me go first to uh, Jackson Hyde on this one because Cartersville has played its share of 6A and some pretty tough schools outside of the region schedule and uh, made a statement in region play. At this point, uh, Cartersville just has to continue to keep doing what they're doing, and I think they're definitely uh, not only uh, in the playoffs because I think the top three are going to make it, but uh, could very well be the top seed. Absolutely. Uh, Cartersville, they are who they are. Uh, they they don't rebuild, they reload. They have a solid, solid team that uh, the defense could be as good as, as any defense they've had in, in recent memory. They they fly to the ball. They're not huge, but they fly around. Uh, 
well coached and in good shape. And as far as playing Hiram tonight, um, you know, Hiram's winless. But I, I'll tell you, there's a lot of half the teams in, in, in this state had played Hiram's schedule. They may be winless as well. They played a tough non-region schedule. Um, they score a lot of points. Um, don't do a very good job of stopping people on defense. But but they can score and uh, be interesting to see how many they can put on that Cartersville defense tonight. Brad, coaching can make up so much difference in in terms of size. Uh, you know, kids have to have talent, but sometimes they need to be taught how to use that talent. I continuously hear how the Cartersville team, especially the defense, isn't necessarily huge or, you know, they're not like beasts, and yet you constantly hear about just how athletic they are, and that's that sometimes can out you can out out athletic your opponent. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you this, seeing Hiram over the last few years, I mean, they're going to have athletes, too. They always do. They're always very fast. Uh, but Carsville, I believe that always the, the unsung part of Carsville High School football is their defense. Um, and they've all, they, they give up maybe a touchdown a game, and that's been for several years now. I mean, they pitch shutouts left and right, and they may very well pitch one over at Hiram uh, tonight. Uh, you know, Coach Foster, I know he's the head coach now, but he's a defensive guy. Uh, first, and I know he's got his hand in there. And yes, you're right, especially at the linebacker position. They don't have a lot of size out there, but they got hats to the ball every single time. They cut off your angles, uh, and you know that's what they do. They game tackle you, so it doesn't really matter that they're a little bit smaller. They're they're going to put a hat on you. They're going to play aggressive. Coach Foster pretty much demands that anyway. So um, you know that's why they're going to beat Hiram, I believe, with ease tonight. All right, let's shift to our hot and cold segment. we got to get into that. It's uh, the segment brought to you by All Weather Heating and Air. If uh, For those folks in the Zoom session who see how I'm dressed, you're gonna, it's going to be pretty easy to see what whether I'm on the hot or cold side. I'm talking UGA football. And even though they are red hot, I don't know if you get any hotter than blanking two back-to-back SEC teams. Now, granted, we got to look at who they played, but still, it's impressive. You, they may be hot. You don't have to be if you allow the licensed pros at All Weather Heating and Air to evaluate your heating and cooling needs and get your HVAC system updated or repaired. Call 770-315-5909. Visit the All Weather office at 33, 333 North Tennessee Street or learn more at allweatherheatingandair.com. Brad, I'll stick with you for a second. Is there anybody hotter in the SEC? I know Alabama has won all their games, too, but... Wow, Georgia, how impressed are you right now where we are in the season? Well, I was pretty flabbergasted from last Saturday because I said, and you and I texted about this, Alan, during the game, I said, there's no way we cover that spread. It's a lot closer. And you asked me if I wanted to recant that statement, and I said, you know, gladly, I will do that. Uh, no idea it would be 37 to nothing. I didn't have that vibe when the game kicked off. And then in literally five minutes, it was, it was the spread was already beaten, uh, and I, I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, came out red hot. You know, second, third quarter kind of had a little bit of a lull there offensively, but I don't think Kirby was taking a lot of chances. And, you know, JT Daniels isn't out there throwing the ball. Uh, so, you know, that's just kind of how it goes with Kirby. He's not going to – and he's not going to run up the score on Sam Pittman. I don't think he would ever want to do that. Uh, but completely shocked at that that outcome. I feel like we should take care of business this week. Spreads 15 and a half right now. Once again, though, that, that place, there's some voodoo over at Jordan-Hare. Uh, and they always seem to get a lot of luck and a lot of calls over there. So we shall see. But I feel like the dogs should be able to take it home this weekend. All right, Nick, I'm going to go over to you on that one. You know, Brad commented about on the second half that it kind of slowed down, but my argument was I was always watching the Arkansas game. If you're going to allow the team to just run on you, why not just keep running it and run down the clock? Whether or not you score, you're still breaking that team down. What did you see in that Arkansas-UGA game? Arkansas uh... – I think uh, looked as as though they uh, they were certainly uh, in a different classification there, and I think that says more about Georgia than it does Arkansas, uh, quite frankly, because Sam Pittman obviously has that team playing a lot better um, than they had been the previous years. But but Georgia and Alabama, I think, are certainly separating themselves above anybody else. I think I think whoever wins the the Penn State Iowa game this weekend will, will have a strong case for being the third best team in the country. But that that might be the only team that that has a, a legitimate a case to be made for for being on the same uh, stratosphere as as Georgia and Alabama. Going over, to, uh, going over to Mike Garcia now. When you were uh, last talking about the dogs, you and I even chatting, you said, "Depends on how Arkansas game goes, is whether or not they're a legit uh, team." You thought maybe they haven't really t- battled the tough p- opponents. Clemson not maybe being as strong as we thought. What are your thoughts now after this past weekend? Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty close to. Uh, 
to the uh, jumping on that bandwagon, and only because, as as I mentioned, the previous two wins against South Carolina and Vanderbilt, whoop did he do right? And then Clemson has obviously had a lot of struggles on offense. So, you know, I'm thinking, is everyone praising the Georgia defense? Are they that good? Yeah, they're, they're pretty darn good. Uh, I, 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 I will go ahead and, and, and admit to that now because, uh, uh, you know, Arkansas did beat a, a pretty talented Texas team earlier on the season. And uh, for them to shut out the Hogs as well, uh, I am I am almost completely on the Georgia is, is a national title contender bandwagon. So, yeah. We'll go to last uh, member of the uh, of the voice of the team here before the bottom of the hour break. We'll go to Jackson. If Eeyore here in studio can part the rain clouds and see sunlight for Georgia, that's a hot streak. What do you think about the Bulldogs so far? Coming from a from a Georgia Tech fan, I'll tell you they're uh, they're as good of defensively as any team that I've. I, I go back to some of those LSU Alabama uh, defenses that the SEC's put out in the past. You know when you offensively. For Georgia, whether it's Bennett or or Daniels, knowing that you've really only got to score 21 points to win a ball game is is pretty special. I think Kirby's finally got that defense where he wants it. Brad, as we are wrapping up, I'm going to come back to you because we are going to take on Auburn, and we know that if anybody can be the definition of Auburn hate, we see your picture in the dictionary next to that term. Thoughts on Auburn and Georgia heading into Saturday's game? I, I always worry about the game because they always play us tough. Uh, it was a few years it's gotten away from them, but we've done pretty well in the last – I think we've won 13 of the last 15 against them, uh, but a lot of those haven't come easy. Uh, they're, we're going to get their best shot. Mike Bobo's on the other side of this thing as the offensive coordinator. Demetrius Robertson played for us last year. Now he's over there. So they're going to have some advantages. They're going to know a little bit about us. So they're going to try everything, and they got a mobile quarterback. But – Arkansas had a mobile quarterback, too, and uh, it didn't really work out very well for him at all. So I feel like you know, we're going to come away with a win, but I think it'll be closer than the Arkansas game. I think they're going to scare everybody just a little bit. We'll come back down to earth just a little, but uh, I think we get out of there with a win. I'm with you. I don't know. I not only think the win, I do think we cover the spread, but it might be a little tighter. Still be a fun game to watch. All right, we're going to take our break. Bottom of the hour, we're at a GNN Headlines uh, update, so we'll get you statewide news and then more with Bartow Sports Zone. Hey, welcome back to a Bartow Sports Zone Friday edition of Bartow's Morning News. Charles Wilson is out, but I am in, filling in for Charles Wilson. We'll get back to the guys here in just a second, but I want to tell you that uh, Bartow Sports Zone, this segment brought to you in part by First Class Collision Center. They, uh, and by the way, First Class Collision not only provides free estimates uh, and works with all insurance companies and maintains a Google five-star rating, but now First Class has a truck collision body shop for all of this area's big rigs. First Class does all types of mechanical work for your vehicle, too. Located just south of Grassdale Road on Joe Frank Harris Parkway, First Class Collision specializes in fiberglass and aluminum with guaranteed quality workmanship on all makes and models. Call 770-755-2200 for your estimate today, or visit First Class Collision on Facebook. Well, joining me still, we have Nick Sullivan from the Daily Tribune News. We've got Brad Stevens, part of the Bartow Sports Zone broadcast team, and we've got Mike Garcia here in studios. And I'll start off with Brad on this one. We're going to go to the next segment, which makes all the sense in the world. We are a Braves affiliate. The Braves figured out what was going on after about 109 games, able to break the, the that glass ceiling they had set for themselves of the 500 mark. As soon as they broke that glass ceiling, it felt like the playoffs were in their grasp, and they are in. They're going to take on Milwaukee later this afternoon. Brad, your thoughts on postseason play and the fourth straight division capture for the Atlanta Braves? about it is this, Alan, th- that they've done all of this without Ronald Acuna, just about, uh, which if, you, know, you asked what if, if, they, if he was in that lineup, what it would be like. I think they might still be in the same position. This team is gelled like uh, like no other, uh, I believe, in Braves history because, you know, they, you know they, they, have, they have a talent dearth there to me that the other teams just don't have, but they've just got a lot of really good ball players. Acuna is like the superstar. And they lost him. So these guys just gelled together and came together as a team. And now, you know, they're going to Milwaukee. I mean, you saw what happened to 
uh, the Yankees the other night. Their giant payroll and all their all the accolades that they have, and they're going home, and the Braves are moving on. So, uh, you know, it's anybody's game now. Uh, you know, the playoffs, you can throw out the regular season. And there's a lot of hype behind this team. I know this city gets behind them uh, big time, and, and they have ever, all my life through the 90s to now. And uh, I think this team can do something special this season. I don't know if they'll win it all. But I think they'll be there in the end. Nick, let me go to you. Uh, we look at the the schedules and the lineups. Uh, the Brewers had the better overall win-loss, but in terms of head-to-head, it's a brand-new season. And it doesn't matter what you did in the regular season. We are in postseason now. Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I think that the pitching matchups in this series um, should be absolutely fantastic. I mean, the, the Brewers, um, you know, top couple of starters are obviously um, very strong. And, uh, you know, while they battle some inconsistency at times, the uh, the Braves uh, pitchers are, I think, uh, coming through, coming through uh, at the right time now. Um, you know, the worry, I think, would for uh, for fans uh, – in and around Atlanta would be uh, would be obviously the bullpen situation. Um, you know, if if the Brewers give a lead to Hater, um, that's 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 pretty tough to uh, to overcome. Um, but uh, the the loss of uh, of Devin Williams, who uh, celebrated a little too much when they won the division and uh, punched a wall and broke his hand, uh, that that's uh, shortening the bullpen a little bit there for from Milwaukee. So uh, I think that'll that'll help the Braves. Mike, let me go over to you. I know you're a big baseball guy yourself. Um, one of the things that you and I and others here in the studio and other sports-minded folks have talked about is the management style of Schnitger sem- seems to be great during regular season play, but when it comes to managing in postseason, especially your bullpen, any concerns about the Braves? Well, you know, y- y- you have to uh, y- you have to cook with the ingredients you have. A- and uh, you know his bed is made. He's got his players that are, are healthy and on the team. Now he's got to figure out how to utilize them. And and yeah, the, the the postseason is a different animal. And and I've never understood this. I I understand that that baseball is is pretty much a marathon, 162 games. That is that is a a, a long haul. But I've never understand watching the postseason, and then managers asking players to do things that they haven't done all season long. And, um, it, you know, it'll be uh, interesting to see uh, uh, how he takes. And, look, they don't have any pressure on them because of what happened. So, I, I uh, it's man, it's going to be a tough task, though, because the Brewers, they have three all-star starting pitchers or, or pitchers that have been all-stars. So, we'll, we'll see. I, it'll be fun to watch. All right, we're going to have more discussion about the Braves, and uh, we'll hit a couple of other things. We've got another weekend of college football our way. All of that still to come here on Bartow Sports Zone. So don't change the dial. We've got a lot to cover and a short time to get there. We'll be right back. Fifty-one minutes past the hour, final segment of Bartow Sports Zone. Lots to cover, and we're going to try to get to it all. We were in the midst of a uh, Braves talk. Braves taking on the Brewers today, game one of a best-of-five series. Mike, we ended with you, so I'm going to start back with you as we make our way reverse around the table. Uh, you are a, a consummate fan of baseball. A lot of folks here at the studio are. You guys can talk all different kind of aspects of the game. You're more of the traditionalist. Yes. Uh, you don't look at the metrics as nope. much as uh, talent and, and, and understanding the feel of the game and making those kinds of decisions. Tell me, uh, just go for it. Brewers, Braves, what are your thoughts, and who comes out on top after a best of five? Before I get into the nitty-gritty, I do want to make mention of the fact that this is the first time the Brewers and the Braves play each other in the postseason, and it's and it's neat because anyone that knows the history knows that uh, the Braves used to be in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know if you want to call it nostalgia, but it's an interesting fact to note, and, and part of it is because the Brewers were in the American League for so many years, and part of it is because the teams were never good at the same time. But, you know, I, I, I look at this series, and uh, and Nick made a, a, a good point about uh, the Brewers missing Devin Williams in the, in the pen. I mean, that guy was the rookie of the year last year, and he, he was their main setup guy. But overall... You, you look at the struggles that the the Braves bullpen has had, 
And it's scary. I mean, he, he mentioned Josh Hader. Josh Hader is is a Brewers closer, and I believe he has now gone 21 straight appearances without allowing a run. And all things come to an end, so, you know, maybe the the Braves will end that. But the the, the, the pitching is just so darn good. And, and the Brewers, they dealt with adversity, too. They didn't deal with the same kind of adversity the Braves did. But they they uh, they were below 500 at one point, and then they got Willie Adamas from the the Rays, who was only hitting 197 with Tampa. Then they go on a 74 and 44 stretch with this guy, and and he hits 285 with 20 home runs. So, uh, I I I think they're as charmed really as as the Braves, and they 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 are the only team this postseason that has a longer championship drought than the Braves right now because they they've never won in their their history. Uh, so I, I I think it'll be Brewers and four. Brewers and four, so you're going against the hometown team. Let's mm-hmm. go over to Brad Stevens and uh, get your thoughts now on uh, on this matchup. It's a best of five series. Mike is picking the Brewers. Your thoughts going into it and uh, your pick. Oh, uh, baseball, a little something uh, after the last couple of years. So I'm going to take the Braves in four. I'm going to go the opposite of Mike Garcia. I think they get it done this time. Um, I think there's a little bit more hype around the Brewers, and everybody's focusing on, like, the talent. They said the talent difference, but Atlanta's been doing it with a talent difference all year long, and they're going to do it again. Go over to Nick Sullivan. Same question to you. We've been talking Braves and Brewers game one today. You'll hear it live on WBHF. Your prediction and uh, anything else you want to add to the conversation about this matchup in the NLDS game one? Well, I always think it's interesting when when you're heading into the playoffs, the teams that have had something to play for down the stretch versus teams that have kind of, you know, sewn it up early on and have been able to kind of, you know, maybe take their foot off the pedal a little bit. I think the Braves, um, you know, being challenged by the Phillies down the stretch, I think is, you know, brought out the best in them. And uh, I think they'll be able to carry that over into, into the series. Um, Milwaukee's obviously very talented. I think, I think this one will go the distance. And uh, I think the best thing that could ever happen to the Braves is that game five is not in Atlanta. Um, so I think they, I think they take game five uh, in Milwaukee and, uh, and move on. Well, as my weighing in on this one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be kind of with Brad on this one. I think I'm gonna go with Braves in four. I'd love to see them win it and clinch it at home. Although, to be honest, if they could take the game and take the series in three, it'd be a great momentum into the next round. But uh, I do think the Brewers are a little bit tougher, and it's gonna be a good pitching matchup today, no matter what. We're gonna get a sense of both these teams, I think, after today. Let's move on to uh, college ball as we start to uh, wind things down here. Uh, we go back over to the SEC. I know we talked a little bit about Red Hot the uh, UGA Bulldogs. Brad, I made this comment early when you look at Alabama and Georgia and everybody else. It feels like you can rank them 1 through 8, 1 through 10, 1 through 25, but really it's 1 and 2, and then there's a drop-off to everybody else. Does that comment still hold for you? I think it does. Uh, you know, we talked about the dogs earlier. I'll talk about Alabama because I watched all their games too. Uh, you know, I was worried about Bryce Young and how he would do in that offense being a freshman and, you know, not having a lot of experience. It might as well be a senior out there. Um, been slicing and dicing people left and right. Lane Kiffin gave them all the bulletin board material they could have wanted anyway, which was stupid. Uh, and then going forward on fourth down like four or five times, whatever he pulled right there, just gave them all the momentum right there, and they stomped them into the dirt. Uh, it wasn't as close as 42 to 21. Uh, you know, Bama is not getting a lot of, of credit on offense as far as the running backs go. Brian Robinson, uh, solid running back as well. You know, gr- big-time defense, as they always have. Uh, you're right, Alan, and everybody else has been saying it. It's Georgia and Alabama and then everybody else. And Bama is right there. They're going to be there in the end. Everybody's like, oh, they've dropped off a little bit. I don't think they have it all. I think they're just as good as they've always been. All right. I only have 30 seconds apiece, so let me go to Mike Garcia first. My comment, I think it's it's Alabama and Georgia and then everybody else a distant second on, a, on their separate tier. What are your thoughts? Those two are on, on top tier. The winner of Penn State, Iowa, uh, this uh, tomorrow, that's going to be just slightly underneath them, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, and wrap up with Nick Sullivan on this one, the comment about Georgia and Alabama being sort of in their own league at this point. What do you think of that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. And uh, as Mike um, mentioned, the the Iowa-Penn State winner, I think, uh, is, is right there below them. And, um, you know, in that second tier, you could you could obviously put Cincinnati having come off a big win um, against Notre Dame and 
uh, if Oklahoma is able to take care of business against Texas, I think uh, I think they're right there in that second tier as well. All right, folks. Well, we have had a great discussion today. I want to say a big thank you to Coach Tony Plott as well as Coach Steve Gates for joining us on the program in Hour 1. And thank you to Nick Sullivan, Mike Garcia, and Brad Stevens for being part of the program here today. Charles will be back next week. Of course, Charles will be back tonight with the Bartow Sports Zone Johnny's New York Style Game of the Week as Cass and Woodland square off. We'll be taking care of the Cartersville Hiram game and we'll keep tabs on Adairsville. Take care, everybody, and have a wonderful rest of your day.